Good morning, good morning. In today's podcast episode, I've got special guest, Dr. Allison Kay, sharing her edge of transforming your consciousness. Dr. Allison has secrets no one else uses to upgrade, inspire, and disrupt old paradigms within her community and the collective. She's an award-winning number one international best-selling author and the founder of the Vibrational Upgrade System. She is an experienced subtle energies practitioner and natural leader with a holistic approach towards helping others thrive in mind, body, and spirit. This is reinforced by her 10 years in Asia studying subtle energies and ancient wisdom. With 20 plus years working in in and teaching yoga, meditation, energy medicine, mind-body fitness, longevity, and holistic health with a specialized focus on the chakra system, Dr. Allison brings a unique perspective that facilitates massive change. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest Allison Kay on the show. Allison, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. I'm happy to be here and dive in. Yes, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. So I love getting right into the depths of your hidden edge. I, I think it's going to be so interesting to unpack and and really ask some great questions. So, what is your hidden edge, and then how did you really get in and discover it? I have always had this part of me that has been a guiding force that has had me connected to um, intuitive knowing in a way that I have spent basically my whole life learning how to cultivate it so I can then use it to its benefit for myself and others. I mean, I was looking at your video, Jeff, your intro video, right? Mm-hmm. And the list of what you have, I'm every one of those. Um, I'm a CEO of a multiple six-figure business. I'm a personal trainer. Um, I'm a yoga teacher trained in India. I'm a meditation teacher. I um, have developed vibrational upgrade system, a combination of my background with five different energy medicine modalities, and then um, my background as a meditation teacher. Okay. Um, I've written four books, all uh, international bestsellers. So I use my connection to bring, like I entered my bachelor's as a psych major and the third semester in, I was horrified because okay. they weren't teaching me anything about how do I be the happiest, most thriving version of myself. Okay. And interestingly, I had, unbeknownst to me at the time that I chose my um, undergraduate school, there was a Buddhist pagoda off in the woods in the mountains. And the first Westerner to write a book on mindfulness was a professor there. So okay. there was that, I so I took yoga my as an elective my first year, um, first semester, and then personal training my second semester. So I was already opening up to that world um, of the holistic approach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like my hidden edge is, uh, look at the smile that comes over me. It's just this knowing, mm-hmm. you know, that we're here, like I've jumped out of planes. I've bungee jumped off of um 
dams in South Africa. I mean, I've been a, you know, expat for many, multiple times. Um, like I'm here in a body, let's play, you know, mm-hmm. let's see what this is all about. So it's always been about living up to our, um, our potential and, and okay. celebrating the life we've been given. So I would say that that's my hidden edge. Okay. So celebrating the life that you, you've been given, I know you had, you know, helping people transform their consciousness, explain that to me a little bit, and then how you go through that process, how it's been you know, transformational for, for your clients you're working with. I see the smile. I, I can feel the passion and energy in your voice. So explain that a little bit to me. Yeah, you're perceptive. Thanks for picking up on it. I don't think my passion is that hard to notice, though. <laughs> <laughs> and even, even when I'm like in a sling after getting thrown off a horse. All right. So um, I was in so I had my, I'm just trying to think of the best way to approach this. So fast forward after changing majors, graduating undergraduate, moving to San Francisco to get my master's and um, ended up synchronistically getting asked to help protect the environment by getting people elected to the California state assembly and the federal level that will help not just say yes and, and uh, write, leg- but write legislation that will protect the environment. So ultimately okay. I helped get elected the first Latina woman to the California State Assembly, who once she was in, she actually wrote a piece of legislation to save the last bit of green space in LA Basin. So I was on fire with that job. I moved up in the ranks really quickly. And because of that success, they kept putting me in more and more intense races. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn how to deal with that stress. And so a book on meditation dropped off the shelf right in front of my feet when I was walking through a bookstore. Um, and I started. And then when the campaign season was over, I, I tromped around the world for six months, came back up my master's in public administration and public policy okay. geared towards helping the environment. I get out doing the job. And, and during this time, right at the end, I learned my first energy medicine modality. So when I get out and was doing the job placement, a few months go by, no doors were opening. So I stepped back and said, what are you trying to show me? What's the reroute here? Mm-hmm. And so I got, if you're going to affect change, go one consciousness at a time. So I dropped down using my bachelor's, which ultimately was in English literature, and went into the classroom teaching. Um, I sponsored clubs with a male colleague of mine to help reduce stress and taught Qigong um, and meditation to teen boys who were starting to get the diagnosis of ADD, ADHD. So I was integrating what I was already learning in the holistic world into some of the peripherals of classroom teaching. But on the side, my side gig was energy medicine sessions. So fast forward two and a half years, one Saturday, I was looking at my checkbook and I wasn't happy with what I was seeing. Felt okay. like you're expecting me to do this for like decades and I feel caged. This isn't okay. Not this okay. lack. And then at the same time, it might have even been the same Saturday, I was in a session with a client who was super thrilled with the results she was getting. We both were. And so I had my hands over her. I kind of looked up and asked, okay, so how can I get even more robust results for my clients? This is great. Mm-hmm. So um, within two months time, had a colleague turn me on to the international school system. I did what I had to do. Uh, submitted a CV, flew, got interviewed, chose, got offers, chose Taiwan. Okay. Because I understood that the Chinese and the Hindu yoga culture were the seed of understanding how consciousness works and how energy works. And whilst we had that understanding in the West, it went underground around the enlightenment time into the secret societies. So I wanted to go to the source. So okay. I picked up becoming a Qigong teacher, visited monasteries, uh, brought in just loads of research every Sunday. I'm in the uh, getting traditional Twina massage. I'm asking them in reflexology and I'm sitting there with the chart and asking them in my Chinese that 
wasn't perfect at all. Um, what does this mean? What does this mean? And I was learning about how energy flows in the body okay. and how consciousness is responsible for that. And it's a connection that not many people make because my background, you know, as a gym rat and a personal trainer as well, mm -hmm. um, in my Western psych background, I wanted to see, okay, so you in yoga, you talk about vital life force energy flowing throughout our body and you and yoga have meditation. That's a Buddha took out of yoga and just focused on the meditation part and traveled all around Asia and spread Buddhism. So if yoga's eight limbs and only one of them are about the body postures and five of those eight limbs are about working with the consciousness and the mind, there's a connection between the levels of vitality in our body, the levels of health in our body and what's happening in our consciousness. So mm -hmm. in my understanding of traditional Chinese medicine, which I was gaining from living in Taiwan for a decade, um, I came to understand that they think in a concept of where chi goes or energy or life force goes, blood follows. Okay. So it's another way of saying what quantum physics has finally admitted and, and as it rocked the halls of orthodox science, that, wait a minute, we are responsible for the physical. And so what I add on to that now is not only is it where energy goes, blood follows, but where our consciousness goes energy then follows and then the physical fits fills it in so i work with people to help them come out of the my first book's title is what if there's nothing wrong so um and there's many re meanings behind that but the main one is your ego mind which is what we call it in meditation is geared towards finding problems and being a problem solver particularly as a north american or a westerner but okay. particularly in north america and it's geared to label. Now, this is a combination of my Western psyche and my um, understanding of meditation. And I created a course over there at an international school that I taught at um, that's called Global Psychology. So it was combining both what the Dalai Lama was discovering in his biannual summits with Western scientists uh, and use those as the text, as well as intro to Psych 101 that every college with the psych department was using. So there's this aspect of our consciousness that's called the ego mind. And that's a Buddhist term. And they, let me do it this way. You know how the thickest book in our medical tome in America is the psychological disorders. It's like, you could probably, you know how, did you ever do, um, what are those called? Not caves, but did you ever do the blanket forts as a kid? I did. I did. And, and you, had to, you had to weigh it down with a, a book or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like these things are big enough to like build like a, a one of those forts, you know, you don't even gotcha. necessarily need the blankets or right. like some Iron Age house. Um, mm -hmm. So it's because they're busy focusing on what's wrong and, and mm -hmm. as if there's a perfect state of mind, mm -hmm. um, as this is a, there's a normal, right? But right. In, in Buddhist meditation, there's these labels of the states of consciousness that our minds all get into at different times. Okay. And it's, it's kind of like the basic premise to Buddhism is every human mind is neurotic. Here are the tools with which to work with your own particular flavor. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's this understanding of nothing's permanent. And, and, and in fact, the more we talk about a disorder and we fix more of energy into solidity, mm. right? So then it, it, it has, it has even more, um, solidness that's hard to i go yeah. out of energy people who come in and they've been on antidepressants and i'll have to do a lot more clearings for people like that because something has become solidified mm -hmm. whereas if i can catch something at the emotional level or at the energetic level before it becomes 
repeated and a storyline and physicalized as a health issue even, it's easier to get at because subtle energy, whilst it's becoming more powerful now than ever before in these times we're living in, um, the subtle energy isn't physical yet, right? So it ha- it's like one subtle energy shift, another subtle energy shift or shift in consciousness, another shift in consciousness, another shift adds up to the physical. Now there's a key part here. Do you want me to take a pause so you can ask? Yeah, 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 real real quick, because I, I, I loved how you were at that place one and you just kind of took a step back and said, okay, what are you trying to tell me? And then yeah, so you take notes on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you where you were frustrated, you had this kind of lack, right? You're 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 right there and you're like, what what am I supposed to do? Right. And and so many times we don't ask ourselves that question. And then, you know, energy so so incredible and and powerful and so many people aren't even aware of it or cultivating it or doing anything to to bring out that life force that energy force so those those were just a couple couple mm. of pieces that that i picked out as well as ego you know really wants to solve problems but if you're only pr- focused on the problems then it's always there and it's always in your consciousness and you're not really looking towards solutions necessarily um so the lack piece. I know that's everywhere, right? A lot of people have a scarcity mindset. How did you, what, 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 do you, what can you glean from your experience? And then how, how did you kind of shift and, and move from it? Oh, there's so much to explore. Um, <laughs> so I don't have a sense of lack. I mean, when I was going for my master's, I worked to pay for it. And until I had to do my thesis my last year, um, that was the only time I could have a student loan. And that was in part what I wasn't okay with when I was looking at my checkbook that said it in the the minimal repayment I had plus a a basic living. I did want organic produce, which was more expensive at the time. I did want a massage per week because I feel like that's preventative health 501. Yeah. Um, but I drove a basic car, basic housing, wasn't like shopping on, you know, a high street or a rodeo drive. So a rodeo drive. So it was basic needs and they still couldn't get easily covered. And that wasn't okay with me. And I knew that we are meant to have a sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. It is our inherent birthright. Um, and I was willing to do what it took. Okay. Key part. Yeah. Yep. So, um, there is a sense I have, and I've been talking about this. I used to have a radio show. Uh, Voice America asked me to have a radio show around the Gala- Mayan Galactic Alignment in 2012, and I wasn't doing anything in my business with it, front-facing. I was taking private clients on VIP retreats down there um, to Mayan ruins in the um, Yucatan of Mexico. Okay. I did this radio show where I interviewed a bunch of experts around what does 2012, December 21st, 2012 mean? And I became an expert on it um, in the meantime. And so what I did realize was 2012 to 2032, are it's what's considered humanity's greatest evolutionary leap. I may seem like I'm tangenting, but I'm not. Um, and one of the key aspects that I understand about this evolution, this greatest evolutionary leap for humanity, is the first 10 years were all about clearing and purging. So 2012 to 2022-ish. Mm-hmm. And the second 10 years, 2023-ish to 2032-ish, or 2022 to 2032, is more about the building, the co-creation. And there's new possibilities coming in all the time. And I have been sensing this for 
I've been saying abundance for all because there isn't really a limited money flow. In fact, you know, there's a lot of printing. <laughs> going yep, on. Yep. It's people's beliefs that stop the money flow. And I worked with, and I still do a global community intensively though. And I paid to do daily clearings of blockages of humanity's projections onto money. So money could flow more easily mm-hmm. because money is a neutral energy. Everything is energy behind the physical and money is a neutral energy. But when we go into, I don't deserve it. I can't have it. It's always right. a problem for me. I'm bad with money. That is not an invitation for money to come play with us. Right. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. I know that this could sound like really, really unbelievable for some people, but if you were to just look at, like quantum physics is talking about, there was a, a study done a long time ago at this point, and they realized in the study, long story short, that they were not objectively observing a controlled study in a lab. They weren't okay. able to, even with all the controls they put in, they finally realized, wait a minute, our expectations of the outcome is affecting the outcome. So from that moment on, it rocked the halls of science for about 100 years. Einstein stayed away from this because it means that we are somehow not able to objectively separate ourselves from reality, but that we are responsible for what is showing up in reality. And we are then that's our power. So that's why I do all the work I do in consciousness. So I have spent time clearing people's um, beliefs, people's traumas, um, Around, let's say in imprinting and conditioning around money. So if they grew up with hearing, we can't afford that. Mm-hmm. And then they unconsciously just repeat it and live that way. That's the way the average person lives when they don't do this kind of excavation of our consciousness. And so what I was getting at before, before I paused is I feel like it would really help free people up. And I, I love to deliver this freedom. Um, 85% is the statistic that is measured for our daily choices okay. are made that we don't even hear our thoughts of. We just make them automatically. So an example of that is when you learn to drive. We say out loud, put your foot on gas, put foot on brake, right? You did that when you first learned to drive, right? right? Yep. Yeah. You don't do it anymore. So the subconscious is a storehouse for stuff we don't need actively in our prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. Taking that further, though, 85% is the statistic science has measured for our daily choices are made from what I call the back of the house consciousness. It's not conscious. Yep. I'm not hearing the thought, why don't you open that door and let the sunshine in, right? Yep. So I think it's more like 95% from all the work I've done. Now, I could have yeah. a little bit of a skewed perspective because of what I do, but yep. I see people so robotic, right? Mm-hmm. So when we go into the subconscious and unconscious and we clear something like the parent saying we can't afford that, or we clear, right. I'm not, I'm not able to really have what I want. I've seen other people like my brothers and sisters get what they want. I always have to fight for it or money is a struggle, any of that stuff. Yep. When we clear that out and it's corollary beliefs and free it up from the subconscious and unconscious. And I don't mean to keep pointing to the back of my head because it circulates all throughout the body, but I'm trying to, uh, it just seems like it's stuck back there when I, cause I work with it so much. It just seems like right. it's, it is a block. So when we clear it, it frees up fresh vital life force energy or consciousness to now be accessed to make more mindful choices in the present. And that's how the new gets in. You have your peripheral blinders reduced a bit and it's an aspect of meditation. Even the more you meditate, you're, you, we have these five thresholds on our five physical senses so that we don't go nuts because there is so much metaphysical to actually perceive. 
So as we meditate, one of the, and this is me combining Eastern and Western, as okay. we meditate, these thresholds are, re, are, are removed gradually as our capacity to sense and perceive more because we've expanded our consciousness from the practice of meditation enough to be able to not go crazy from perceiving more. So mm -hmm. you may have heard one of the outcomes of meditation is increased ability. Some people are like, oh, I can open my third eye and I can like see flying saucers. Like it's all that noise is not what I'm talking about. It's a genuine spiritual practice that is a science that's been used for 5,000 years. And so as our consciousness and, and, and what's important to say here, too, is we all maintain our homes. We maintain our cars. Right. I'm all, you know, I'm all about optimizing this mind, body, spirit system. Yes. <laughs> I am, too. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, so learn about how we work. Learn, you know, as you are and having a podcast all about it. So it's it's it, the bottom line is how can I live up to my potential? And another mm -hmm. bottom line is the nature of these times. There is so much new potential being released as we go into the building phase, as we each make our choices. It affects and I don't mean to say consequences, negativity, um, badness. When I make a choice, it affects somebody else. So if I make a choice to free up more consciousness and my heart's open more and my mind is, ne is negative, then I'm helping anybody in my environment and not even in my environment. Um, it used to be 10,000 people were affected by one, I want to say, more powerful person who's been focusing on their consciousness, opening mm -hmm. their heart. Mm -hmm. And it, they can be over in Turkey post this awful earthquake that just happened. Right. Nowadays, in the vibrational drop we're living in it opens up a hundred thousand hearts we are moving into a time it's no longer based on like newtonian physics where you hit a cue ball and you can predict where it goes and it's all predictable rational linear concrete sequential mm -hmm. we're moving into a time now where there's quantum leaps and quirks and jumps and and it's so learning how to live in these times and thrive is what i love to talk about because there's so much coming possible becoming possible now that wasn't even possible like last year and I, so, so the, leading to thrive, right? Yep. I'd love for somebody, let's say somebody that's listening to the podcast, watching the show that says, okay, Allison, this is great. I, I mean, I love what you're, you're saying. What's one, two, maybe three things that they can do that's easy to have them start the process of, of thriving. So you could do, because I know it's so funny. I've taught meditation all over the globe to all different ages, all different mm -hmm. cultures. And particularly in the States, there's this conclusion of if my mind doesn't go silent when I meditate, I suck at meditation. <laughs> I, I know. I talk to people all the time. I said, I've meditated five straight years for at least 10 minutes a day. And my mind still goes sideways sometimes. What the nature of the gig is, is to, if you even sit down to meditate, that's the victory. Because there there's so much getting flagged to the ego mind, like you are being disciplined. You don't mm -hmm. get to run around like an unleashed dog wild right. Right. on some kind of caffeine. Yeah. So now in the practice, you're observing your mind. Mm -hmm. So one of the tools that is most helpful is it becomes easier if you meditate. But over time, in the clearings and activations, I've designed vibration upgrade system to be a quicker outcome than meditation. Like I had a student in her second year working with me about two years ago, three years ago at this point. And I was, I was not horrified, but I was in my, there's so many adjectives and adverbs I could use. I was psyched because she was getting five years worth of my results that I got that took me five years and two from working That's with awesome. Me. Totally awesome. So the point being is that there is a way to detach 
And meditation is one of the ways using clearings and activations is another way when you release that back of the house consciousness and you get more at, at the front of the house consciousness. But you can still try it without doing either of those things. You can just set the intention. I will allow myself to consider that I am not my thoughts. And then you could throughout the day at different pockets, you could have a moment where you actually question a thought. So if your mind is, you're in the office and you're in the midst of a project and you guys are plowing forward using the tools that you know have proved successful before, you could stop for a minute and you could ask, wait a minute, is this actually true? Mm -hmm. And then you could redirect, which is a, a meditation term, redirect onto a new neurological pathway. For example, how does it get any better than this? What else is possible? Right. So asking questions opens up a door for the support to come on in. If you walk around needing to be right, needing to be in control, needing to prove something all the time to people about how smart you are and how right you are, like we do and we all learned and got that great feeling in the classroom mm -hmm. by saying, I know I have the solution, then that is closing a door. Okay. Boom. There's no invitation extended in nature abhors a vacuum. So there's our consciousness reaching out for, are there other possibilities here? In fact, that could make this what was once a really functional way to go about this kind of project for this kind of client. Are there actually new possibilities that could have it uh, uh, perform even better and easier on all of us? So notice that I did not focus on an example of something being wrong. Right. However, if you are like in the midst of, oh man, I just don't have enough money to take that vacation. Oh man, I just don't have enough money to cover the bills. If you're living at that level of scarcity, right. which is a lie, by the way, um, then you could say, okay, hold on a second. What if there's nothing wrong here? That's the title of my first book. So that's the anchor into a redirect, uh, getting yourself, your ego mind from traveling down the same neurological pathway that it has a momentum created from the back of the house blockages and beliefs I talked about earlier. So if you could just throughout your day, have a few moments of consciousness where you question your mind and mm -hmm. then you even redirect it. Hey, wait, what if there's nothing wrong here? That's the redirect. And then you can go, how does it get any better than this? What else is possible? Those are two great questions to ask. Those come out of access consciousness. I didn't come up with those questions, but I apply them in this redirect way from my background in meditation. So it's, not believing that you're your thoughts. And mm -hmm. another tip is like, I find this is one woman, she just changed businesses and okay. work, working with me. Uh, they were, I won't go into it. She just changed businesses. So it's an easier business model. And um, she's having a, a hard time believing that she can be this free. Okay. And business can be this light and easy. Right. And the intuitive visual imagery I got when I was on her one-on-one -on -one with her last week was she was like dragging a cement cinder block behind her mm -hmm. of, of like repeating the past experiences in this new baby business and right. projecting them and expecting the same kind of, of her actions, behaviors in this new environment where we had her switch and she, well, she chose to switch. We were working together because she wanted an easier life. Right. So yeah, there's a recreation of the past that your ego mind wants to do. Okay. It 
functions in this way where it likes, it feels safe because its job is to keep us safe. Back in the right. days of lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, in the jungle. Yep. 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 So whenever it's presented with the new, it, clampers, it clamps down on that in a way to like, wait a minute, am I safe? Do I fight or do I flight here? And so in that protection mode, it is resistant to change. Okay. You're not resistant to change. The ego mind inherently is. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love it. And I, I think those are great examples and great tips to just, hey, ask yourself those questions and then redirect as, as you can. I think that's very, very powerful, impactful, and, and a, a great way to, uh, to wrap things up. I've loved the discussion. I think it's, it's, just, it's just amazing when you get curious about yes how 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 we're made up what 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 the mind does and and having that curiosity takes you down a path and i'm just discovering i I, i've loved the conversation i'm definitely going to replay it and listen to it myself but uh where can uh where can people find you if they want to look you up you just excuse me but before i go there you just did a really great job summarizing the energy that you've been perceiving from me living in that curious surrender is a way to ask, like, how do I optimize my system here? You know, instead of that, I know, I know about life. I know how this works. I expect this to happen. And you're not hearing those thoughts. I expect this to happen. You're walking around like a movie projector, projecting that onto your new day. Right. So the curiosity, like a kid going out with curious surrender is a way to thrive. It's, it's, I love that you picked up on that. Um, my middle initials needed to get me on Amazon because there's another Allison with one L K A Y. Okay. So you need Allison J K. My books are on Amazon. My Reasonable Dragons book is on Audible. Um, that's the most concise book the of the four that I have. I'm on YouTube, Allison J K A Y. I have Vibrational Upgrade as my website. It's also a free Facebook group. Uh, vibrationupgrade.com or my name or my website. And so uh, there's lots of new stuff getting created for people to access no matter what level you're at, um, whether it's your progress on your own path or your financial situation, um, including free clearings on my YouTube channel. So yeah. Cool. Get curious. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I would do it. Namaste, but the other hands in the sling. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I appreciate you. Appreciate you coming, uh, coming on, have a, uh, create a legendary day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching rise, fight, love, repeat, get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your hidden edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this, show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.